Hey guys. Hello. This is Alexis. And I'm Christina. And we are Pit Pit of Pad. Oh my gosh. I love the energy radiating off of you right now. Pit 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 up pit up pad. Yeah, I've been I've been moving this past week. I've been moving from apartment to apartment. So it's been Oh, it's been a, it's definitely been a lot of packing and sweating and because it's, you know, summer's coming around. Yeah, I'm sure it's really hot over there, actually. Or at least getting yeah. there. I mean, it's not hit the hundreds yet, which is what usually happens during mm-hmm. the summer here. But it's definitely, after you add the additional um, carrying heavy items, carrying boxes. Mm-hmm. In addition to the heat, it definitely is something exhausting. Very exhausting. Something very, very exhausting. Are you still going to work? You're still working. No, I'm asking you if you still have to go to work during the week as you're moving. Like, I'm sure that adds to your exhaustion. Oh, yeah, no. I am... I got fired. <laughs> yeah, I got laid off because um, I don't know. I just, I don't, they just needed to cut corners and stuff like that. Because I promised I was a really, really good employee and everything. And um, just before I started moving, they decided to let me go. So I've been, I mean, it's been stress-free definitely to do all of this without worrying about a job. Um, but I don't know where I'm going to be next. So that's kind of the question that needs to be put out there, I guess. Do you feel you relieved? Know? I mean, I know you've had like your struggles there, but like, are you feeling good about it or? I definitely feel, I mean, bittersweet in the sense that like, I don't have income anymore, Correct. but also completely and utterly relaxed and happy. Yeah. And I haven't been this relaxed and happy in a year. Well, I mean, I had, I came out of college and then I started working. So it's like, I didn't really have a whole, you know, a quarantine that everyone else had where they just got a chance to stay home and right. be at home. So I guess right now it's kind of my quarantine. <laughs> I love that for you. Well, yeah, hopefully the next I need a break. Absolutely. Hopefully the next place you find will be much, much more worthwhile. <laughs> yeah, something that I definitely feel that makes me feel a bit more important in this world, I guess. Yes. You are always important, but, you know, some places, <laughs> they just don't do a very good job of making you feel good about being there every day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing about minimum wage positions, you know, they're not necessarily the most respectable. Absolutely. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, tell me about your move. What's your, what's your favorite part about moving or least favorite part, like pros and cons? My favorite part is going to the new apartment. I feel like that it's always like the moment you turn the key and you go into a new place and you, everything of course that doesn't in it yet 
but you have that feeling you're like oh my god a new place mm-hmm. a new experience mm-hmm. a new place to reorganize my whole life because I feel like when you move you have a chance to donate some old things you haven't been using in a long time um you have a chance to reorganize every single thing you haven't been reorganizing you find things you find them some crazy stuff from like 10 years ago and you're like where did this ha- where did this go and you always just like find new things about yourself or you find new things that you enjoy and it's like it's like a oddly very like a very good experience in the case that it's it's like a new fresh start I feel like everyone needs this once in a while is that even of course I don't recommend like being like you know leave your like tent like when you already buy it off you bought already already bought off your house and you I don't want you to like I don't want people to just go into like a new place and be like (laughs) just start over no I mean but definitely I recommend reorganizing your house or I recommend putting places putting beds to a place where you didn't think they would go or go and um I don't know put your put your sofa in a different part of the living room (laughs) you know like I feel like that's yeah absolutely rearranging it's so much fun. Yeah, and especially it heightens everything when you go and you move to a new place and you have to do nothing but reorganize your entire life. Mm-hmm. That's a fair part about moving. Of course, everything else is literally just like you can't copy and paste. You know, you like it's not like a, it's like on your computer where you can just copy, select all of all the furniture that you have in your house and copy and paste. You know, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a new place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like animal crossing when you can just put everything in inventory and then you just put inventory for now and you just like place them place them without having all that handiwork of being able to carry everything furniture wise and box wise yeah I'd say one of my least favorite things is probably packing with like moving and like traveling as well like literally going anywhere I always wait till like the last minute because I just don't like to do it yeah it's a it's definitely the worst part but once you once you finish it and once all the boxes are out it's a new special moment of breathing out you know when you have breathe in you like suck in all your energy you're like, oh my god, I have to like pack, and then I have to move all this stuff down the stairs, and then I have to move this stuff to the car, mm-hmm. and then I gotta move this stuff to the new place. You're like, oh, and then when you finally come home, and all the stuff is already kind of done, and your and your room is finally just looking a little bit more open, and it's not as packed anymore. It's definitely a very relaxing feeling, I think. For sure. I love that feeling like when you're finally in like your new room and like you can just close the door and like at least what I do or what I did was like I just put some music on and then just spend like hours unpacking and like decorating the way that I had envisioned it. Yeah. I love that. It's so much fun. I personally love just going on Pinterest and just like choosing different kinds of aesthetics that I want for my room and just pinning them. Do That's you great. do you pin stuff? <laughs> I don't pin it. Like I have an account, but I feel like I literally just go and look, but I save pictures to my camera roll instead of like making like folders or pinning anything. But I did that. Um, like the house that I'm in right now, we've been here like four years now. 
so for this one I knew that I had like a lot of like multicolored things and I'm very like particular about colors and stuff like how I want things to go so I literally just have my walls white so I could put anything of any color and then I did that same kind of thought process kind of looking for inspiration from like different people or like different photos from my dorm room but it wasn't really all that like I just <laughs> I just had like one poster on the wall I didn't really go all out like some people bought like these huge like twin bed sets and like all these like lights and stuff but I guess I was just like not creative enough to come up with something I mean I mean it's really up to the person and to really honestly in the day it's like if you feel comfortable just kind of putting places and things that you like putting places and things then it's no problem you don't even need a pinterest board it's just whatever you feel like just place something in a cube or something and place it into the thing you know mm-hmm. <laughs> personally i personally like to plan things out though because i like to i like to make sure things look nice and like color coordinated and mm-hmm. i mean I'm, I'm a virgo so maybe that's a thing too <laughs> <laughs> You never know. You never really truly know if everything just has to go always down to your sun sign, isn't it? Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I've just been like moving and trying because of you know just the heat and I mean I can do it all. I just you know I'm. It's just like it's just hard. It's just hard to do everything. Yeah. But. My mom is helping me, and then, um, and then you know, it's just like it's nice to just kind of, just kind of start fresh. I feel like that if anything, it's nice to start to a new room and to a new environment, and it's just nice. It's just nice that the feeling is just really nice, you know. Absolutely. Did you guys hire like a moving company or have you been doing it like all by yourself? All by ourselves, honestly. Yeah. We've been putting oh in some of my mom's SUV and just doing it, doing the old fashioned way, honestly. I mean, you don't, our new apartment isn't too far away. So it's not like it's terribly the other side of the other side of the city, but we've been, we've been going to Ikea a lot and just getting furniture and coming back and we've been doing Ikea trips for like the past week or so. So very cool. No wonder you're so tired. Probably gonna have like super big muscles after this. Lifting <laughs> all this stuff. <laughs> Honestly, I feel it. Or I just I forgot how out of shape I was. No. I forgot how terribly out of shape I was. Because going up and down a set of a flight of stairs is terrible. I never I forget how terrible it is to just go up and down over and over again grabbing boxes just of course a type of weight or mass and you carry it and you go up and down a flight of stairs and I am not used to this at all my stamina is terrible 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 like I <laughs> I, I don't know how how I did it yesterday because I did it yesterday and I I did like 15 trips of just going up and down the stairs and I was exhausted by the end of it I don't blame you I feel like even if I'm like 
because I work at a deli, right? So I have constant like upper body movement and like carrying like heavy pieces of meat or whatever. I feel like if I'm literally like two days off of work, I come back in and I'm so sore and it's like, but I'm used to this already. Like I don't understand <laughs> why, but I guess it is what it is. My body just is that way. So moving question. What do you do with the plates and plates and cups? Because that is always a question that I ask people because it's always one of the most, it's always the last, the last kid, the last room to be packed up, but it's also the most fragile. Yeah. Well, I know that typically my mom's always been the one in charge of the kitchen. She's very like <laughs> particular about her things, but she gets like, um, like old newspapers or like any like random like bubble wrap or something we might have around the house so she wraps everything like all decorations too that we have around the house and then she puts them in like our bins because we have like really big like moving bins that we've had for like years or we put them in like cardboard boxes that we've had so she wraps them tapes them up puts them in the bin and then we take it to the next location wow I just think about how heavy it is to carry all those plates and yeah, plates and bowls. <laughs> you know what I always wonder? What? I always wonder how either my relatives or the people from the moving companies manage to get all the beds upstairs because our house is two, two floors or three, whatever it is, we have a basement. But I just don't understand how they don't like fall fall backwards or like, their backs carrying these beds upstairs I don't know or like the furniture like dressers and stuff maybe I'm just a weakling like I don't have that muscle muscle that these guys have (laughs) (laughs) I always think about that no actually though because I was thinking about that recently too or yes or like yesterday honestly because I was starting to move things up and down flights of stairs and I'm like how do moving guys do it? Or moving girls? Uh, we shouldn't you know, rule out the women who have amazing arm strength. But, but like people who move stuff or people who work outside for long hours, like construction people, people who work are movers and have to build up U-Hauls or uh, just, it's a new form of cardio. Like, you don't remember exercising anymore. Don't even go to the gym. Just become a mover at this point. <laughs> literally though just just stand in the hot sun and i don't know carry some heavy 20 pound beams or carry like carry a whole bed up and down a flight of stairs multiple times that's enough that's all you need for the rest of the day (laughs) exactly um i was thinking this recently too because I, we bought a couch from Rooms to Go and I was thinking about it and I was like, so we don't have to, so we don't have to build it ourselves? Like, no, some, literally two guys are going to come up to, come up to your house, come up to your apartment and going to just put it in the room, fully already, already made already. And I'm like, that is insane that it's a fully made couch. Just, just. Carried by two people into apartment and just, you know, they're going to go out the rest of their day. Like, I just find that so insane. 
I just, especially since right now I've been, I've been like building a lot of the furniture because I had a, because in college I always had apartments that were, that were already furnished. Mm-hmm. So I never had a bed for a long, long, long time. So I got myself a new bed, but of course that means that I had to go to Ikea and, you know, make my own bed again. So it's been a, it's been a lot. It's been a lot to just kind of have my own room again and everything, you know? It's interesting. Very interesting. Very exciting. Is it a good area? Yeah, it's nice. We have like a little like view of the, of the trees out back and it's nice greenery and there's a hiking trail nearby and it's really peaceful and safe and I like it. It's, it's definitely my ideal place. That's good. Yeah, that's always one thing um, that I guess we always took into consideration was like the area, but also at least for us, the schools in the area. I know you don't go to school anymore, so that wasn't really a concern. <laughs> but like I could literally, before our neighborhood started having more houses being built, I could literally see my high school from my window and it drove me nuts. So I was like, okay, we're close, but I didn't mean like, <laughs> it makes it easy though because like if I have to drop my sister off to school in the morning it's like two minutes oh that's really up. nice that's really nice I know yeah so, then at the same time I'm like I have to get up at seven in the morning just to drive two minutes and then I'm awake for the rest of the day there's pros and cons Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any moving stories or anything like that? Moving stories? Um, I feel like it's so weird to say this, but I feel like the only move I really remember, even though I've moved so many times, is, like, our most recent one from four years ago. Because, like, when I was in kindergarten, I moved, like, six times. So, like, just in like the year of kindergarten so in May was when I ended up in that last school that I (laughs) finished the school year in and then like we stayed for a little bit and then I remember specifically being overseas in Puerto Rico with my family and my mom called me when I was going into the third grade she's like yeah we're gonna move again but like do you mind moving schools and I was like no I don't know why we're moving, but <laughs> no. I mean, if, if we need to move, we need to move. But this last move, I remember like literally every little detail. Like I remember coming to see the house. I remember like <laughs> packing my stuff and all that. So it's weird. Yeah. Moving is, I mean, especially when you're like a kid, moving is not like anything to you. You're just kind of like, I mean, I, I mean, I probably you probably remember it more because you're gonna you're actually there like helping to move the furniture and move the boxes and watch and look at the new house and everything. You probably had like much more opinion this time since you were older, right? True. Like I know when I was younger, like when I moved in like third grade, we still my sister and I still had the option to like choose our rooms and stuff and like if we wanted color on the wall. But that was kind of the extent of it like I don't even know if I was the one who put the stuff in my room (laughs) I'm like (laughs) did I just lounge around um I think my most memorable move wasn't the one I'm doing right now 
it's probably the one that I did when I was, um, when I moved from Los Angeles to Austin, mm-hmm. it was probably like the most craziest move ever because, oh my God. So I, we didn't even know what the, what the place even looked like at all before we even came. And because we, we moved from the, we moved from a different state to a different state. So it was completely insane. And um, it was just like, we didn't even know what was going on. And I didn't even know what was going on. because I, was, I, I was in the sixth grade and I just, I just, I didn't know what was going on. And one day my dad was like, we're moving to, we're moving to Texas. And I was like, what, we're moving to Texas? Of all the states we could go, of all the places that we could have gone to go to. My, my dad was like, yeah, moving to Texas. Okay. And the move was really insane because I think we like spend, I, I remember last year of sixth grade, I, my, my, um, my, so my dad told me that we were just going to go on the road. And I was like, what? We're just going on the road? to Austin right now and he literally he literally just decided to just go like we after I didn't I didn't even get a chance to pack any of my stuff my mom my mom packed everything for me when I was at school that day oh my god it was really really weird and we literally took the trip after I came back from school after I after I said my goodbyes and everything and we just we just went we just went to Texas. We just really went to Texas and never looked back. Now my friends were like, "Where'd you go? Why aren't you here seventh? Why aren't you coming seventh grade?" And I was like, "I'm moving to an entirely different state." So it's definitely been interesting. Like that was kind of the beginning of my of the years that I have been living in Texas. It's literally just my dad going, "Yeah." We're, we're going we're going to texas now like i didn't even get a chance to oh say anything God. i was just a six i was a sixth grader probably enraged in like emotions all my friends were like oh my god i won't see you to the end of the summer but um i literally had to like call my friends the day i was in the hotel the first night and i said psych i'm actually not coming back <laughs> no I can just imagine everyone being like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, they were like, what? You're not coming back? And I'm like, no. My parents decided to move to Texas. And I was like, and they were like, what? <laughs> I remember, I actually remember when we were moving at some point that my mom was like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> and I was like, but what are you like? you know, I gotta say goodbye to these people, and she's like, no, like, just, just, you know, just act like it's a regular day, nothing's happening, and I was like, this is sketch, but I guess, you know, I don't want to get in trouble, (laughs) we were were only moving, like, like, a couple miles away, but literally, I don't know what goes through parents' minds sometimes, like, is it, like, they're just sitting there, like, you know what, I don't want to be here anymore, (laughs) and they're just like, get up and go you know I feel like as a person as a human being that gets tired extremely easily you know I may be that adult I may just be like yo 
I'm just gonna go somewhere and not tell anyone because I am tired of being here which is relatable you know like I thought about it and I was like maybe she does have rights (laughs) (laughs) literally I respect it though I don't know how getting a new apartment slash house works, but I'm sure it's a lengthy process. Oh, yeah, it's definitely really lengthy. So the fact that I remember that day being either my parents, my parents telling me beforehand and I've completely forgotten. Probably if my mom ever hears this podcast, she'll be like, I told you millions of times. I don't know, talking about the fact that you just, I completely spring this on you. I did not spring this on you. But I feel like it was sprung on me. Maybe because I was like sixth grade, and I felt like everything else was sprung on me back then. But I just remember my dad being like, yeah, let's go on the road. And I'm like, okay, we're going on the road. And my dad was like, so tell your friends you won't come back. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh my God. Like, how are, <laughs> yeah. people, how are people supposed to take that? How do you, like, wow. Could you imagine being like sixth grade and you realize that your best friend is totally living a different state and did not tell you? Like, I'd feel betrayed. (laughs) Literally. But I guess, in a way, depending on everyone's situations, I'm not saying this is how it was for you. But sometimes, I guess, it helps you get away from certain people, if that makes sense. Like, I know that happened to me. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Like, I was like, you know what? This is the fresh start that I needed in this specific, like, area or, like, with this specific group of people. True, true, true. Or just the fact that, like, oh, sorry, you want to go? I was just saying, like, there's there's certainly a good amount of people that I think I wanted to get away from anyway. Mm -hmm. Especially a lot of toxic people in my life during that time. So I'm so glad that I actually moved back at it because... There were some people who were questionable and I didn't want to spend time with them anymore. Absolutely. I'm just like the fact that nobody would know where I lived anymore. True. Like friends just can't show up. Now they can because like I've been here four years. They know (laughs) know where I live. But like at first they didn't know where I was. And I was like, yes. Because I'm one of those people that like I need to plan in advance. I'm not a huge, like, throw it on me last minute kind of person. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. If people randomly show up, I, like, freak out a little bit. So I'm like, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what if one day I'm like, surprise? (laughs) I wouldn't mind that. Really? Really? I've never seen you in person and you think I'm just going to be like, oh, can you come tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to push you away because you're one of those like friends that's more understanding, but like the people that I've managed to attract from like high school as a friend are like, they don't 100% get it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, but I know you'd be understanding. So I was like, give me like oh, two yeah. minutes. <laughs> yeah I definitely not like spring up on you I'm not that person spring up people because I get too much anxiety about you know what if like you you came out what if like during the time I knocked the door you didn't even have your actual clothes on yet like you were like out of the bathroom like how would I how would like, I just, why did it like it, it just gets in my brain that someone could 
if someone could not be ready so I would never I would never just like spring up on you like that definitely I would give you like a day's notice at least mm-hmm. yes I would at least like tell you like I'm gonna be here in like tomorrow morning so <laughs> give them an ready. hour notice <laughs> <laughs> 10 minute notice <laughs> I'm here I'll be here in 10 minutes <laughs> get ready <laughs> I feel like I'd either have to have an idea of that person's schedule like if I don't warn them and I really want to surprise them I at least kind of know what their routine is like so yeah. like if I know that they usually don't get up before like noon I'm not gonna show up at like 10 a.m stuff like exactly that. Especially if they're not even home. Like, it would be so embarrassing if you're like, I'm a surprise person. You knock the door and they're like, then you're just not home. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me just sit outside their house for like three hours. People are going to think I'm like a stalker or something. <laughs> they come in the driveway. Um, you didn't tell me anything. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I've always, exactly. I've always dreamt of doing that though. Like, just someday, like, surprising like one of my friends or like my relatives I I guess I could at some point not now I need more money because like I'd probably also want to bring like gifts and stuff yeah exactly um, or um or like plan something with them definitely if right, like if yeah. you came over I'd be like let's go eat lunch or something like wouldn't just be like so hi here's my room now leave like just, we would have to like do something definitely <laughs> Right, like I'm not just gonna show up for like 30 minutes and then leave. I wouldn't go through that whole process just to like not hang out at least for a day. Yeah, exactly. So the money is probably most important than anything. Literally, you can't surprise someone without like having something to give or being like so high. I'm here. Um, I didn't plan anything, so I'm gonna go home. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's not good. Let me just start walking now. I'll get there, like, by August. <laughs> i get there by August. It might even take longer. I'm going to look it up. Walking distance. <laughs> you think someone's done it? I bet someone's done it. Oh, I, I bet people have walked around the entire nation, honestly. What? Oh, I was going to say... That's definitely incorrect. Oh, yeah. It's definitely um, more than a couple days, probably a week or so. Let me look. I'm going to do the math here because it gave me the hours. 22 days and a quarter. 22 days. Got to start now. I'll see you in July. If I bike. <laughs> if you bike. I like riding my bike. It would be I like- six days. I love how their idea of biking is going 10 miles an hour without stopping. True. Like, you're definitely going to stop. So it'd probably be, like, an extra day or two. Actually, well, yeah. no. It'd be more because, like, I'm not going to drive or, like, bike through the night. That's, like, dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't walk through the night either, I hope. <laughs> exactly. But if I drive my car, it's literally just one whole day problem solved yeah but you probably stop and like go to the rest area and use the restroom and get something to eat and i mean road trips are usually a good solid week anyway i know quitter 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> enjoy your enjoy your dehydration and uh no. your your <laughs> I definitely stop. I mean I have to drive four hours to go to school, so I can go four hours without stopping, but I would probably you know like have to stop after a certain point because like I gotta move my legs. I can't be seated that long. Exactly. <laughs> can you imagine? I'd like literally have like jelly legs. If I were to sit that long. <laughs> True though. Um, I've taken a trip from Texas from from Central Texas to to Columbus, Ohio, to visit my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not, I mean, it's like I'd say about a couple of days. It's like if you're if you do it nonstop, of course, which is going without doing sightseeing or anything like that it's definitely like two to three days yeah you still need to go to the hotel room and everything very true i think the longest road trip i've ever taken has only been like six hours i have to double check because we drove from here to boston for like my mom's friend they were graduating so I think that must have been the longest trip I've ever taken. Driven-wise or like someone else is driven? Someone else is driven. I haven't taken a drive longer than like four hours myself. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Because if you drive six hours in Texas, you'd still be in Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hours in texas you never leave it's like it's from here to this i do oklahoma that would be maybe six and a half five and a half hours to oklahoma um but that's if you go straight across but there if you go to arkansas i think it should be longer because you're going a different route but it's definitely, definitely like your trip to Boston, and you'll barely make it past St. Line. <laughs> oh my God. I think to get from like one end of Pennsylvania to the other, it's like five and a half hours, maybe, maybe six. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not that big. It's really not that big at all. It's like four hours from where I live to get to New York City, too, I'm pretty sure. So it's really, because I feel like there's like a cluster of like a lot of smaller states, like right next to like Pennsylvania and New York and all that stuff. So it's a shorter driving distance for many things. Oh, yeah. Definitely, I feel like the East Coast is usually just like a good solid six hours to get you through a couple of states. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that drive to Florida, but that would be killer. Oh yeah. If you haven't even done a road trip before in your life, it's gonna suck all the air out, suck all your exhaustion out of you. <laughs> I I've never done a trip longer than definitely out of like four hours. It's probably the most I've ever done. From Dallas to Austin is roughly about four hours. I think so not bad definitely mm-hmm. not bad at all um but yeah I used to take road trips I mean the trip from 
California, Texas is like a couple days, give or take, mm-hmm. you know, you said to like stop and I mean, you're through a desert. So you still have to be able to have water and significant oil to get you through the desert because pretty much just ranges and ranges of desert for it as long as I can see. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta like make sure you're like hydrated and have snacks and don't run out of oil in the middle of the desert and it's it's definitely very interesting so I've done that before and I've also done the I mean of course not me driving but like definitely the trip from um I've done a trip from to Ohio but I went through Louisiana and Mississippi Mm -hmm. and Alabama and I went up that way went up that way I've done that before um I've done, yeah, that's like, those are like the big road trips I've ever done, but they're, road trips are definitely, oh, you gotta like, you can't just, you can't just be like, so I'm gonna do this 24 hours, unless you're, unless you like are used to doing stuff like that, oh no, like even though it says on the map 24 hours, you're not gonna do 24 hours, it's gonna be a solid, if not three days, it's definitely gonna be like five days. Mm-hmm because mm-hmm. people like the sightsee and everything too like i'm not gonna just go up to different state and just be like yeah i'm gonna go past the state without going to someplace famous you know without going someplace Literally, though, like you gotta plan for stuff like that at least stop and get some like food from the area or something true 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 like if you go to louisiana without going to eat crawfish like what's the point <laughs> like, <laughs> Or go through New Orleans without going to any of like the big places or anything like that. Like it's it's definitely every single state has its own set of personality too. Like, you can't just go through a different state and be like, so I just completely passed this amazing place that I'm never gonna go back to. Literally. That's how I feel about um like plane rides, because I've been on so many plane rides in my life. And I hate that you're so far up because I love being able to see like the ground and like the little tiny structures. Mm-hmm. Going through the clouds, it's like, well, here we go again. <laughs> There's nothing exactly. To see. Oh yeah, and especially you see the altitude go lower and lower, and you're like, oh, look at all the tiny little crop circles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you see all the crop circles, and you're like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. You see, you start seeing buildings, and you're like, oh my god, I'm finally back in the city. But yeah. definitely, it's. It's definitely interesting to be on a plane, though, like, because it's all clouds and you start seeing everything go lower and lower. And you're like, wow, look, there's tiny little people and tiny little cars. You know, you <laughs> see the people, you see the tiny little cars, and you see the buildings, and you see the people. And you're like, oh, my God, everyone's so tiny. <laughs> yeah, every time, I don't know what it's called. Oh, landing. That's what I'm looking for. Every landing. Time, every time the plane is getting ready to land, I always get like so anxious for like a split second before it actually hits the runway because I'm like, we are very close to the people that are like right there. Because for some of the like, I guess, what do they call it? Like airstrips or something that I've been on or like airports mm-hmm. that I've been to, they're like right next to a highway. So I'm like, what if this plane like just lands on the highway? <laughs> <laughs> it always goes to my mind but then I'm like oh no we'll make it and then we land and I'm like here we go 
you know that feeling of the wheels the wheels of the plane start lowering and you feel it's gonna hit the air you hear before you hit the part mm-hmm. it's like that 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 second that millisecond between the between the the wheel and the ground and you feel it and you're like oh my god it's gonna it's gonna hit it's gonna hit and then when you finally hit you're like oh my god and it's always it's like after you think it's gonna hit you think it's gonna hit and then it doesn't hit until after you think about it's gonna hit yeah <laughs> all of them i think my favorite thing is definitely like the takeoff i don't know why but i enjoy the speed so <laughs> much i'm just like absolutely zooming it goes and it goes and you like you feel it in your entire body you're like wow yeah i love that (laughs) depending on the plane ride i kind of think turbulence is fun too but it's only to a certain extent because then i'm like you know what now i'm getting kind of (laughs) scared like really yeah if it's like light then i'm like oh it's kind of fun like haha my stomach just kind of dropped but if it's if it's like continuous it's not fun like no not today oh yeah plane rides are nice i absolutely hate having to share a bathroom with like a hundred people though because someone always has to go like when i'm getting ready to go because usually i've traveled the most i think alone with my sister like to and from like puerto rico and stuff so we're in a row of three seats, but I always have to like build up the courage to ask that person if they can move so I can get out and go to the bathroom. <laughs> I hate oh my doing God. that. I hate that. I'm a person who loves the window seat. So for me, it's like, I have to ask two people most of the time. I'd be like, so um, would you guys like to like stand up for a little bit so I can go to the restroom? It's always the most awkward part of the whole day, I swear. And in addition, oh my God, international flights. Oh my God. Like domestic is fine. Domestic is like two hours, three hours. I can hold in my pee. It's fine. You know, like I don't have to, I'm not in the mood to just like, I can hold it in for another hour. It's fine. Like I won't die. But the international flights, mm-hmm. you got to go. You really have got yeah, to go. The second you feel like you got to go, you better go. <laughs> oh my God. Who knows yes. When that next person's going to take up the bathroom or like, I feel like sometimes for me, I'm perfectly fine, but then turbulences or like, I do like a slight movement and I all of a sudden like have to go and I'm like but I was fine like I don't want to bother anybody I'm like comfortable right now I just I don't know it always depends exactly exactly and I mean for international flights in general it's just it's exhausting to go ask the person next to you and being like, hi, I know this is like the 15th time this hour. I drank too much water. I'm so sorry, but can you stand up real quick so I can use the restroom? <laughs> I would literally feel so like conscious about like what I'm eating and drinking during the flight like just for that reason like I just I really don't want to bother anybody and then the second I get off the plane I'm like I called dibs for the bathroom like please nobody go the ideal I think for this reason the ideal seat is the aisle seat but the aisle seat is terrible international flights because you need to go to sleep or else you can get jet lag 
especially when you um I don't know if this is like for Latin America is different though but I mean if you go to I've been to Korea so um Asia mm-hmm. definitely Asia mm-hmm. you had to sleep on a plane or skip major jet lag okay. and you feel it the whole day you're off the plane and um so I don't think terrible if you want to go take a nap especially when you know the person in the middle seat and you're like so um how am I gonna like try to like like I feel like the my biggest fear is being on the aisle seat. Of course, you can be able to use restroom whenever you like, but then you try to fall asleep and you end up because of the natural things of falling asleep, you will fall asleep on someone's shoulder, and then you don't know that person's shoulder, and then you start drooling on their shoulder because oh, you're yeah. Oh, that's my biggest fear of anything on an international flight. It's that I don't know why, but it's that. <laughs> It's also like people are constantly walking through the aisles or like they come with like the truck, like the little like, I don't know, like the carts, I guess, with like food or like drinks. And like, I've been like bumped before when someone like moves past me and I'm like, please, (laughs) I'm just trying to rest. Oh my God. Um, Oh God. Yeah. Or especially when you get first get the ILC. And there's people who come beside you and they're like, so I'm supposed to be at that window seat next to you. And you have to like stand up and you have to let the person through. And the person's like, I'm in the middle seat. Can you like stand up real quick? And you had to stand up and you had to let them go through. And then there's like 50 other people who walk past you with their big luggages. And then they snap you with their luggages because you're in the aisle seat and they're just, you're just in their way. Or one time <laughs> someone tried to put their carry-on on the glove compartment on top and and the luggage fell down and hit me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, That's so scary. You imagine you're just like sitting there on your phone, and the freaking luggage just <laughs> it's down. like boom. But I'm like, it's it was on my lap though. It wasn't like anything on my head or anything like that. Oh, but like it fell on my lap, and I was like, at least it was like a light carry on. It wasn't anything heavy. But I was like, oh my god, this lady just put her carry on up there and didn't like seal it tight. And she's oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And I'm just sitting there defeated. I'm just sitting there defeated on my aisle seat. And, you know, I have a love here relationship with the aisle seat, definitely. I'm a person who loves the window seat. So when I get finally get the aisle seat, it's because I have enough courage to be on the aisle seat. But then the aisle seat is always terrible. And the middle seat is also terrible. <laughs> middle seat, really a struggle. You either walk over someone or somebody walks over you. <laughs> like, exactly. There's no wind there. Oh my gosh. So one of the things, oh my God. I'm sure you've probably experienced this before. I don't know how many flights you've been on, but you've been on some. I hate, not hate, I guess that's a strong word, but I strongly dislike having somebody sit next to me who's like super talkative. Oh my god, I hate that. Especially on a long flight. Like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm sorry, but I just want to watch my movie. (laughs) I know. I'm I mean, the one time that it happened to me, um, I was on a flight and this like older um I think she was like a I don't know, it was like an older Latin lady, I think. All I know is that she spoke Spanish. So she was traveling by herself and I understood that like she just needed someone to talk to like kind of help her out with some of the stuff like <laughs> the process of traveling so that I don't mind but if someone's just like oh like where you from and then they go on about like their life 
their career. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, please. I can only take so much. Oh my God. I just used to me think about this news story. There's always news stories that pop up every one a couple of years that are like, oh my God. So these women are on a flight to Delta and they got married 10 weeks later. What? You always have those like crazy, like newlywed, you guys, the people who like be on the airplane. They're like, oh, we met on the airplane and now we're 10 years married. And then there's, I was on the news story, like this, this couple on Delta met 10 years ago and now they're fully married and have two children. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't think I'd be, I'd be the less likely to date someone I met on an airplane because I can't get past small talk on an airplane. (laughs) Literally. Some people, you know, you just gotta read the vibes like if you get on a plane and you only said hi and they offer you a ride when you get off just say no just say no just say no just go the person so hello is your no just no i'm sorry it's not it's not working out (laughs) no i mean you don't be rude to them but you know don't give in some people be like "Ah, ha ha and then put on your earphones. <laughs> Literally. Just have them on the whole time. Even if there's nothing playing. That's what I do sometimes. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, that was, people don't talk to you if you have earphones on, just in general. If you have, like, headphones or earphones on, no one wants to talk to you because they know you listen to music or they think they're listening to music. So and definitely that's what I do, especially on plane, plane rides alone. I just like, put on my earphones and no one talks to me. So I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> no. They're, they just try to go, ah, and then I go, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, sorry, ma'am, and I'm like, mm, have a great day, and I'm just putting it back on. <laughs> Can we talk about the worst part of traveling, and that is airport security? Oh, I, no. literally, the first thing I do when I go into an airport is check how long the security line is, like, honestly, I hate airport security so much, and that's one of the reasons why like, I love my family and all my friends very much, but I really, really enjoy traveling by myself because it, the whole process just goes by so much faster. Exactly. It's so much nicer. But yeah, some airport securities are, like, a blessing, though. Like, they don't have you, like, take off your shoes or, like, you don't have to take all your devices out of your bags or anything, and that's amazing. But when they make you, like, take off your jacket, take off your belt, take off your watch, and I'm like, no. Oh my god, yeah. Um, this is a thing in Asian American households, but I don't know if this is a thing in Latinx households, but my mom is always like, you have to be at the airport four hours before you a flight takes off. So I'm yeah. always there four hours before the flight takes off, or else I, if I don't, I'm not there four hours before the flight takes off, I get massive anxiety waiting for that flight, waiting for that security line to go past, because I am like, that's exactly I'm, what happens to me. Yeah, I'm just that person who I, if I'm there three hours early, I'm there three hours early. I will sit there with, I will, I will grab food at the fast food areas nearby because I will literally, I prefer to be there early. It's just conditioned into me since like birth is I have to be there four hours before ahead of time, just in case security line is long or something happens and I miss, and I'm like this close to missing my flight, or something crazy happens within an hour before the flight happens. So I, I just gotta like, I just chill and eat food for like two hours because 
it's just it's just what I do <laughs> I don't know about you yeah I feel like the way that my family has conditioned me it's been two hours because usually it's worked that well like we tend to do like early morning flights to get to that place earlier so like if it leaves at like eight o'clock we'll try to be there like no later than 5 45 or something like that at the airport and it usually works out well but when i start to see like the clock going by mm-hmm. and security line has not moved that much i'm like what's that we're literally gonna miss our flight Super I know dramatic, I get but... the anxiety the anxiety is like built up within you and you're just kind of like sitting there like oh my god I'm gonna miss my flight and then I have to go reschedule it and then my parents are gonna be so mad and I'm just gonna like I'm gonna die I'm literally gonna sit here and die literally <laughs> have you ever had a delayed flight like a bad delayed flight absolutely I remember I think the worst one was that like it didn't get delayed once it like like constantly we got to the new time and then it got delayed again and I think we waited for like it must have been like four or five hours but I think that might have been the worst one yeah well delayed flights are I've been lucky enough to not have one but that's because of the fact that like my mom pre-plans especially international flights especially when we go to Taiwan it's literally my mom is like there with like five different sheets of paper on a clipboard and she's like if this one doesn't go through then we're going to this one if this one doesn't go through we're going to this one it's all gonna be the same amount of money anyway so she has like five different spreadsheets (laughs) because international flights are most of the most scariest to get delays for because it's just like if you get stranded in Hawaii you get stranded in Hawaii for like three whole days you know yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah domestically I've also had one but domestic ones aren't bad it's literally just like three hours and then if you know if it like storms wait for the storm to pass and then Mm. you know just I've never been I don't think I've ever been to the midwest during snow season but I feel like that's the scariest people who live in the midwest right for sure or like tornado season stuff like that Oh, yeah, because, like, storms also as well, because we made a lot of thunderstorms down here. So, I mean, mm-hmm. those always delay flights in general, but those are, like, two-hour two hour delays. Yeah, absolutely. I've always wanted to do, like, an overnight flight because I like the idea of having that entire day, like, an entire extra day, I guess you could say, because we always have to plan it so that we have like two days to travel and then we have the actual days that we're on vacation but I feel like if you took an overnight flight you wouldn't have to worry about like losing the whole day just to travel yeah overnight flights are fun actually you should try one sometime I would love to <laughs> yeah just like or you could just I don't know if you want to get a flight to Pittsburgh or something or you know, just within Pennsylvania, you could probably just do an overnight flight because those are probably way. I mean, night fly flights are literally just kind of like, you know, how you look outside and there's clouds, you don't see clouds. It's literally just darkness. Exactly. Like, you literally just sleep. Yeah. I mean, you've done, you've kind of an overnight flight though, right? When you go, when you went to Korea, that was technically like international flight. So you had to be in the dark at some point, right? 
true. I basically, I slept a lot. I forced myself, even though, like, I wasn't tired at points. So, like, if I woke up and it was 2 a.m. on whatever clock, I was like, no, you know, I should probably go back to bed. I don't want to ruin things too much. So I slept through the majority of that flight from Cali to Korea. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good thing. I mean, the one thing I like about international flights is that you wake up in the middle of the night and it's still dark outside. And then you take, it's like naps because you can't really technically sleep, mm-hmm. sleep in an airplane because it's your right side up the entire time. Um, but it's definitely like interesting. You like take a couple naps and then you wake up and you watch the movie or you wake up and start another show and you just finish things. You just finish a whole series like in, in the entire flight that you're up there, you know, or you finish a whole series of movies. You can watch the entire Harry Potter series while you're up there and you still have time to spare. Like <laughs> international flights are cool like that. Yeah, that's what I love is that you have all that you could literally do so much in all that time that you're on that flight. Yeah, because you have nowhere else to go. <laughs> literally, you just eat and watch stuff, which is like the dream. I think the most craziest part is probably um, just, you know, you go up there and you have, the craziest part is probably you you go, you go up there completely can repeat it myself <laughs> um <laughs> i mean you go you have to you prepare for this kind of anyway like you go on netflix you have to download all these movies and you have to download all these shows you have to watch but then you mm-hmm. go up there and you have to like make sure you have enough because that's the thing about tra- like flying internationally to a different part of the world is that you literally have no time to do anything else so if you run out of shows you run out of shows <laughs> you're on airplane mode the entire time Exactly. And like, if you want like airplane Wi-Fi, you have to pay for that. I think I've only ever done that one time. It must have been on the flight to Korea. It's like almost 20 hours without contact. It's kind of wild. <laughs> so I think we should have right? at least like an hour or something just to be able to message and like give the family an update who is still here. But I think because the flight to Puerto Rico is usually only like four hours, it's pretty, it's like very doable. I usually just like have music and then I play like the same two games on my phone. <laughs> I literally play, I literally play the most subway surfers I'll ever play when I'm on flights. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> Temple so Run, much. I like play Temple Run Tetris the entire time and it just goes through. Literally. Like, I know they usually play, like, a movie or something, and my sister usually watches the movies that they play on the airplane, so it's kind of distracting, because I'm, like, trying not to watch, and then something, like, juicy happens, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, the crazy thing about in airport movies is that people who don't, like, they don't do international flights, they don't know, like, the extent, the amount of movies you can watch on planes, and they're all new movies. That's what's so crazy about most of them. Most of the flights you do internationally all the movies are updated there's not like mm-hmm. any kind of movies that are like out for a couple months no like most of them when you go international flights it's all like new movies that have just so hit dvd fancy, uh, it's like so much more advanced and i guess they just try to make the experience like a more comfortable one but it's so cool even like the smallest things on airplanes 
are like amazing to me like if they have like an outlet an outlet yeah that's like the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> if i got on a plane and i see that yeah or like they give you they give you i mean our national flights don't they give you like blankets and slippers yeah, and pillows do. and oh my god it's great it's I so it. great because then i get off the plane and i'm like wait like what am i gonna do with all this stuff but it's very comfy in the moment true i know especially when i mean i live in texas so a lot of people here don't really do international flights or if they do that's because they have money and the money to do that um most most people here they just stay in texas their entire lives which is pretty insane mm-hmm. um unless you, if you if you don't live in a big city of course in a big city of course a lot of people here we do international flights a lot of the time um but i mean like people who only do domestic flights their entire lives i feel like they just don't have the international inner flight experience and it's so sad <laughs> like I mean, of course, they're like, they're probably thinking, oh, my God, just sit on this chair for another day, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you have to sit there for an entire day. It's excruciating. But there's, like, that special experience you need to have. You need to, like, go to Europe at least, you know? And just Absolutely. just sit there. Just sit there, watch a couple movies, finish your whole series. You could watch the, you know what? In the time that, in the time that you fly from, probably from Pennsylvania. If you start in Pennsylvania where you are right now and you fly over Korea again, you could watch the entirety of the fr- of, of Friends. You can watch all season one through 10 of Friends and you still have time to spare. Like that's, that's how insane. crazy international flights are. Like, you, just, you could go throughout the entire series, entire saga you've never, you've always wanted to watch but didn't have time for. Or, or you could like, you could, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Of course, it's not the best breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like they give you, they don't give you peanuts and pretzels. They give you literal food, which is pretty insane. Yeah. Have they given you options like what you can choose to eat for your like your flights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that happened to us too, and I was like, wait, I can choose, and you're not charging me? Like it was. I know, right? <laughs> And of course, you know, I had to get chicken and rice. It was a very plain meal, but I was eating it up. And I didn't realize I should have. Obviously, like, you know, we're going to Asia, we're going to Korea. They like their spices. So I mean, this chicken and there's like, like just tears streaming down my face. It was just, it was great. I loved it. 10 out of 10 would eat it again. (laughs) Yes. The international airplane food experience. Definitely one for every single person known to man on this planet. It's definitely a go-to because it's it's so different. From the domestic flights, you just, you know, you kind of sit there, you get your peanuts and pretzels and your water. You're like, okay, I mean, I'm going to be sitting here for two hours and then I'm just going to go on my life. You know, like that's just how international domestic flights are like in the United States. But then you like, you have it the international flight experience so you see the ocean beneath you i mean that's scary but you know like you trust you you think about it for a second you're like oh my god i could die right now and fall into the ocean and you think about it you're like i trust this pilot right and you think about the pilot you're like i think i'll be fine and you start enjoying the ocean you look over the ocean oh my god i can see the ocean (laughs) 
you see the clouds like i can see the ocean and the clouds one of the things i love doing is checking the little monitor to see like where the plane is on the map oh my god i, I love, love that. doing that especially with international flights you sit there like in the middle of the ocean on top of like hawaii maybe because that's like the closest island that we have here and you're like oh my god i'm right over hawaii or you see like one of the polynesian islands and you go on your way to asia and you're like oh my god i'm right over polynesian island hi everyone you wave out the window thinking everyone can see you (laughs) i love doing that it's so so much that's why like i said earlier i wish we could be closer just so i can kind of like i might never actually step foot in this country but i'm going like i'm flying over it right now let me at least get a little glimpse of it i love flying i miss i miss traveling i really do there's just something like i don't know i feel so excited when i'm traveling like i like share it on snapchat like oh airport this and this and this it's true, the airport snap filters. <laughs> or the Instagram filters that you can, like, place logic, like, logistically. Mm-hmm. I love doing and, that. And, yeah, it's, like, a fun experience that I miss a lot. I mean, you can, you can travel now, but not internationally the same way. You know, mm. you, can't go to, you can't go to Korea right now. You have to be in quarantine for a couple weeks. You go to, if you go to Korea right now, you have to sit there in a I mean I, I don't want to sit there with all this corona still kind of going around and you don't know if anything's gonna like happen again and I mean people are getting too safe that's what I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to save up because I'll be unstoppable I'm backpacking through this whole world <laughs> yeah once everything opens up and everything is vaccinated or at least to a good extent I'm definitely going back to Asia I'm definitely going back Absolutely. One of the things I've always wanted to do is travel with like a friend of mine who would be interested like to Puerto Rico or like to a place that I've been that they haven't been. Like I want to be like someone's like little tour guide. (laughs) I just think that'd be fun, but I don't want to force them. Like I never want to force my stuff onto them. So if they actually wanted to come and they don't just want to be like a tourist. My eyebrows are raising at oh. you right now, saying that I would love to be the person that you go with. Hey. You're like, I have a little cool friend, and I'm like, I, I mean, I, I, I wanna. I, wanna. I volunteer as tribute. I don't want to say anything because I don't know for sure how everybody is. Because like with my sister, for example like literally like two days, and she's like, I want to go home, and I'm like, but we haven't even seen anything yet. I would love to pick a week, any week. Let's go. Be so much fun. Hey, if I gotta take like three trips, three different friends, why not? (laughs) Take a friend, go back to another friend. Or I don't mind being your friends. Let's just all go together and just have a big old ball. Exactly. That'd be so much fun. Me being the translator for a group of like five people. (laughs) yeah sorry i don't know my spanish is mediocre at best (laughs) it's all good though that's something that i would like enjoy doing or like literally anywhere that's one of the things that i think is really cool about language is i could go to so many places 
and kind of make my way through it without needing as much help, especially like Latin America or at least with like French speaking countries. I feel a little more comfortable now. I just haven't had a chance <laughs> to I test mean, that out. You'll, well, this is temporary. Well, as we hope it is. Definitely after next year. Next year. It's 2022. January 2022. We will be sort of in the sense of normalcy like we had by in 2019. Mm-hmm. Definitely it's going to be, if not, if not this year, next year, late next year, I'm going to be in Asia because I am, I've made the decision and I've, I've already, I mean, I'm going anyway. Once the, once the vaccine limit is hit most of the people who are living there and they're not, because right now they're still in quarantine the moment because of their, um, they've gotten a lot of cases recently. So they've been, mm-hmm. everything has been shut down there. Um, I think Korea has too, but I'm not quite sure. Um, and I mean, the cases are going up in Asia right now, but once that everything dies down and everything is a little bit more safer and I don't have to worry about my health as much anymore, it's definitely, I'm definitely going to go travel. I mean, I think you will too. I mean, we're all going to go somewhere because I feel like stuff, being in the United States sometimes is a little suffocating, not going to lie. Just staying in here for these past two years have been a lot. And I have so many friends who haven't really left the area. So that's like one of my favorite things is just documenting my experience so they can kind of like, I guess, live vicariously through it. But then they'll literally like open up the snap story and it's just me eating like fried chicken. They're like, well, that's not anything different. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, but it's, but it's where I'm eating it. (laughs) Oh my God. Like go to like Puerto Rico's Walmart. (laughs) Like, yo, I'm at Walmart. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's literally how it is. Like, I'll just be like, guys, look at this frog. And they're like, we have frogs. It doesn't matter. It's a Puerto Rican <laughs> I go frog. to Walmart. Look at this. Look at this dude I met. It's like we have dudes here. Looks like the same as that. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. <laughs> it's still very fun though. I did that. I think I did that on my Korea trip too. I have like a snap story. I remember at least posting for my sister because she stayed here with like my aunt or something when my mom and I went. So I constantly posted updates. There's literally like just a video of us driving by like a car dealership. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, look at all these cars. Like a Hyundai dealership. Yeah. Like a Hyundai dealership or a Kia dealership. Literally. <laughs> no, it's fun to do stuff like that. I think because my sister and I are exactly four years apart, so we graduate the same year. When she graduates high school, I'm graduating college, so we were thinking if, like, the times allow it, if we're good by then, which is 2023, then we're gonna do, like, a huge family trip as, like, I guess a gift for the two of us, so I hope we can do that, because our family trip, we were gonna go to Europe. I was like, yes! (laughs) I've always wanted to go, but We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I'll be here for the ride. You could just send me photos. I mean, like, so I found this. I found this. Um, <laughs> you're going to like England or something. Like, I found this. Uh, this thing, and I'm like, that thing is here too. <laughs> Takes a picture of a rat in Paris. Look at this fucking rat. <laughs> oh my God, Remy! 
I would start seeing Lefeston. Like that. No, that'd be so much fun. Not not <laughs> taking pictures of rats. I mean, <laughs> traveling. True though. I mean, I need to go to Europe at some point too. Cause I have I have um. I mean, like, I think I have a couple friends living there. I think. That's what I'm saying. Like the power, the power of Peach and the power of, I guess, the online social media phenomenon in general is that I've made friends who live in other countries. So I'm like, there's so much more accessibility now that I could take advantage of if I, you know, save up the money and stuff. I mean, like traveling is just in general, it's very, so it's definitely something that I feel everyone should experience at some point in their life. Even if it is just, I mean, going on a plane is something definitely everything should be, everyone should have experienced once in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. Traveling, yeah, whether it's by car or by plane or by train or by, or even to like flying to the next state over or even flying to the next city over or flying to the next country over, it's definitely something everyone should experience i feel like that's a good moral to our podcast today that's definitely yes definitely like that i feel like traveling enriches you in many ways it just kind of i feel like it's created a different i want to explain it like it's definitely created a different side of me that like adventurous part of me that i don't think i would have had had i not been exposed to traveling like when i was younger and like growing up so thanks mom (laughs) (laughs) me too thanks mom (laughs) (laughs) all right so what do you want to teach me today buddy how about i teach you a word for airplane since we've been talking about it big brain i was thinking about the word airplane (laughs) i was bouncing between like the whole time i was thinking should i do airport or airplane but i feel like airport it's too similar to like the english word so it doesn't it's not special is it aeroporto yeah yeah Yeah. see that's like not special what's airplane then is it different it's avion avion Avion. Avion. Is there like a roll there, rolling R there, or is it just Avion? Avion. It's A V I O N. Avion. Avion. Why my my broken accent is showing? Avion. Avion. Yay. In Mandarin, it's a Feiji. 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 Yeah. Fei is flying. It's like flying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then G in this case would be machinery. So it'd be a flying oh, machine. Cool. Yeah. Feiji. I mean, essentially speaking, oh, I mean, but airplane sounds it's just like one of those words that it's like it's in the air and it's a plane but then is it like a plane as in like a plane in like math like a plane right like a or plane. Is it like plane of existence because that's a different type of plane 
exactly you know like what plane are you using here i mean it's in the air yes but then it's like a plane but then there's no other word that's plane other than plane and so <laughs> exactly like at least the chinese definition or like the breakdown makes more sense not yeah, that it has to just but like, just like flying that. flying machine it's a flying machine Exactly. Feiji. Feiji. I mean, he has Spanish. There's absolutely no, like... Well, actually... Hold on. Now that I think about it, the Latin word for flying... Like, obviously, like, aviation. Aviators. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, it sounds... I mean... That might not be Latin, but... No, it's not. English and Spanish kind of has similarities in the sense that I mean, both not Latin based, so they're like their own little spin on Latin language. Mm-hmm. So they're similar in that way because I, when you say avion, I was like, oh, okay, so like av- aviation, aviators. Um, guys, <laughs> when like those words all are used in the sense of like pilot classes or like flying flying instruments yes exactly what's airport since you already know what airport is um airport is a seiji tongue so it's like seiji seiji is like a yes airplane and then chong is usually a area it's like an a humongous area filled with the thing that it's <laughs> that it describes so like Seiji would be an area full of airplanes <laughs> I love that that makes perfect sense I mean the word airport makes perfect sense like parking lot is a tingche chang so tingche is parked cars chang is just an area full of parked cars <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's cool do you always have to say like the what's the word like the subject of the sentence or could you leave it out and it still makes sense so, like you're referring to that like we like for example I would have to say like I ate nuggets because if I just say ate nuggets then you're like okay but who if that makes okay, sense but who? <laughs> Yeah, you would always need a subject. I feel like Chinese is one of those, it's very, um, but it kind of matters situation. Um, it's really, it's really one of those things that it's like Asian languages. If you don't say your subject, then it kind of sounds not formal. Mm-hmm. So you have to add it in because it's formal. It's more, it's more respectable to add, to add the subject in, right. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah of course the formalities of chinese of the chinese language the multiple chinese languages um they're not as strict as you know korean is korean is very strict when it comes to formalities and everything mm-hmm. i feel like that's one of the things i like struggle with with any asian language like japanese as well that i've kind of dipped into just because <laughs> i think i've said it before but puerto ricans are really not formal <laughs> Like, it's a joke in my family to refer to someone, like, in a respectful way. Like, if I'm like, how are you today, Grandma? She's like, what are you doing? Like, why would you ever talk to me like that? <laughs> how are yeah. you today, Grandma? I'm sorry. Would you just say something to me? <laughs> yeah, we just start laughing. 
so that's one of the things that I like because then I fear that I'm like gonna offend somebody but they're like no you're fine like you're being too formal now and I'm like well just trying to make sure but the thing about the Asian languages no one really knows is that there's loopholes so of course like if you're I mean if you're too casual people are gonna be like oh my god you're too casual Mm -hmm. but it's always safe to be semi-formal like, but I don't know if that, like, is hard for people to understand, is that you don't have to be so formal that you have to say, um, you don't have to say, like, super thank you. You can just say, kamsamida or gomapsamida. You can just say something, like, simple, straight to the point, but doesn't, like, make people think that you're talking to a CEO of a company, you know? <laughs> right. It's what makes languages cool, though, and it's what makes them unique, obviously, so true 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 i mean like i love languages i wish i i wish i had the strength and the energy of doing self-study i know people who self-study and keep going at it for years upon years are like superheroes because if there's no one there to talk to me with it or i'm just stuck in my room with a book i won't continue i need someone to there tell me that if i'm doing something wrong or right yeah you know yeah or just someone i I need a teacher you know (laughs) like a teacher yeah like someone who knows the process of learning and has studied it that knows this is what works like this is the order that i recommend you should go in so that it goes smoothly because like one minute i'm like one two three four five and then the next i'm like last night i ate a bowl of soup (laughs) like (laughs) last night i ate a bowl of soup (laughs) They're very different, obviously, between learning like numbers and grammar. So, exactly, learning by the book is fun and all, but it's like it's like you, you won't you run out of energy to do it. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there in a book for another day, and you're like, oh, but then I don't have I can't practice this. And then you have you sit there and you're like, I have no idea what I just learned. Now what? You know, <laughs> like absolutely. I definitely need a teacher. If anything, if I were to learn different languages, different language or anything, that I would need someone to constantly be there talking to me in that language. You know? Yep. I absolutely um, agree. Yeah, because I feel like the lot that <laughs> I felt like that a lot when I was when I was in college. My mom was so far away, and my mm-hmm. my Chinese just got terrible. Like I. I ran out of practice and I only the only thing that retained my practice was watching Chinese dramas and still listening to Chinese music like that's the only thing that helped me retain a lot of the stuff that I had mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. like it just it got south and my mom was like your Chinese sucks and I'm like I'm so sorry I haven't practiced in so long no she yeah. didn't actually say my, my Chinese sucks but I felt it I felt it from the, my Felt from all my aunts saying that you have felt from my grandmother in Taiwan. She was like, you need to practice more. And I was like, oh, wow. I felt that. I hate being told that. Like, I hate when one of my relatives is like, oh, you have an American accent. And I'm like, no. I know. It's like, I work so hard. Like, oh. I don't know. It's all good. Uh, it's all good, though, honestly. Just keep practicing. Yeah. I mean, my Chinese has gotten better because I lived home now because I've mm-hmm. been at home for about a year now. But definitely, it's 
I remember back in college, I would just, I wouldn't know what to say anymore. And I was like, oh my God, my Chinese is lagging. <laughs> it's lagging like crazy. No. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. But I mean, I feel Spanish is more easier to maintain though. Like, I don't know. And Texas is easier to maintain, I think. But I don't know about Pennsylvania. Maybe. I feel like after a while, if I'm not practicing it with myself or at least listening to the music or like calling my mom when I'm at school, especially because there's like nobody over there, what I start to lose most is the accent. And I don't know why. Like, I can understand it and still say the words and, like, conjugate everything, but the accent itself, like, slips away. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. It's like I can't, like, roll my R's as well. Like, I can't speak faster than I, like, normally could. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, I feel like you'd have a lot of fun in Texas then because Texas is literally, if you're not speaking English, everyone, everyone, most people here speak Spanish. Even though I'm, my Spanish is mediocre and I'm like, oh my God, I never really learned Spanish that well and I feel so bad because I've <laughs> always lived in like Spanish-speaking states in the United States and everything. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's here. If you want to learn Spanish at any time, like you could just learn it, which I feel like I should probably take advantage of, but I've never felt <laughs> like the passion. I feel like when you learn a language, you have that passion. You know, you need to like continue. You need to have someone to tell you that you're doing great and then you need to have that passion within yourself to like keep going. So I have a passion mm-hmm. for Korean. I have passion for it, but I have no one to speak it with and I have no one to teach it to me. So mm-hmm. it's a dilemma. It's a big dilemma. It really is a dilemma. <laughs> it's a struggle out here. It's a struggle out here. But the one thing I can teach is if you ever were interested in learning Chinese or Mandarin, I, I, I think I could teach it. I think like at a very simple level so if you're ever interested let me know (laughs) I will I think it'd be very fun obviously it'd be lots of work and it's not something you can just pick up immediately but it'd be worth it yeah you have someone to talk it to too I mean I'm I'm just gonna learn Puerto Rican Spanish it's definitely very interesting (laughs) Mexican Spanish I'm sure yes (laughs) <laughs> teach you all the slang words maybe all the slang words going up to the local club going pulling out my Puerto Rican Spanish no. <laughs> all right let's end the podcast over here I feel like we did talk a lot <laughs> bye everyone thank you bye <laughs>